this is Ben from Enseeker, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia murder. Tom Gabriel Warrior. Eric Green from Sepultura. Ross Dolan from Immolation. We are Gorgasm. This is my phone creator. We can barely see a body count. Terrence from Suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofantasm.com, the only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Ah! Ah! By the time you're being set, at the root is at your feet. Dominating daily life with a mission to a creed. The most important finding is your this is Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast, and I've got a very special episode today. Uh, we've got Ben uh, from Inseeker, and we're going to be talking about the Mount Carcass record, which comes out on Metal Blade April 16th. Sir, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, so uh, Mount Carcass, uh, what a cool record. Uh, and I was just going to talk with you a little bit about each track. That's cool. We just kind of dive into that, and you can tell me just a little about each one uh, for our audience sure. here. So uh, let's see. Uh, track one, uh, Unholy Rites. Yeah, Unholy Rites is uh, what I call our death metal party track because um, <laughs> I think it's... Uh, that's great. Pretty uplifting vibe uh, yeah. with this uh, um, kind of positive melody that's laying over it. And um, it has a good um, little up-tempo uh, in your face and uh, with some absolute classic zombie lyrics over it. You know, just just cliche, just go for it. You know, talking about death metal, there you have it. Oh, yeah. It's a hell of a way to kick the record off, too. Um Really cool track uh, to start the album out with. And then let's see uh, track two, uh, Merciless Todd. Yeah, Merciless Todd is actually uh, the first song that we ever wrote all together in the rehearsal room. Parts. We never, normally we never do this. No. Somebody uh, works on something at home and brings it to the rehearsal room when it has a certain degree of uh, um, progress already. Sure. And uh, but this time we just we were just standing there and somebody started jamming a riff and then we took it from there and that was that was great fun. So uh, uh, this song is very special to me due to that. And um, I like the bolt thrower kind of vibe. From the opening riff, um, when it turns into this um, uh, uh, epic uh, chorus and the more intense, like, uh, and I think it's a very diverse. Song. Oh, absolutely! Uh, it's very stuff going track. on. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, and let's see. Uh, like lyrically, it's one of the more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, go Sorry. ahead. You're good. No, you're fine. I interrupted you. I think. Oh. Um, lyrically, it's more. It's it's one of the more political songs. The topic of conspiracy theories, stuff like that. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, and let's see. Uh, track three, Bloodline. A uh, Bloodline. I think this. I really think that once we're able to play live again, this is going to be an absolute headbanger um, with a heavy groove, simple riffs, very straight, um, uh, very, very clear. And um, yeah, I think I, I think this is it's going to crush uh, once we are able to play live again. Yeah, that's a that's one of the first tracks I heard. I really like that record, or excuse me, that song on the record. It's uh, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and then of course, uh, track four, uh, the uh, the album title, uh, Mount Carcass. Tell us about that one. Oh, yeah. Mount Carcass um, with um, is it deals with the ascending of uh, Mount Everest. Which um, has turned into a growth of um, business um, there, and they're selling like too many climbing licenses for money. So, uh, like all the wealthy climbers, uh, all stuck in like and a bunch of them uh, used to collapse and freeze to death up there. And uh, crazy enough, they're like. The corpses they have to stay on the mountain forever because it's impossible to recover bodies from there and so as far as i've heard there are like more than 200 frozen corpses up there from dead climbers and like all the other climbers who go up there they really literally have to step over corpses oh wow and we yeah and this uh, this is absolutely bizarre and it's a perfect metaphor for our modern society Yeah, it's it definitely is fitting of our society. <laughs> yeah, right. So we thought that it's a nice picture. Title and um yeah, and, and so that was the blueprint for the cover artwork. Oh yeah, it's great. I love the yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Um and let's see uh, track 5 Count the Dead. regimes stuff like that you know um the, the news are full of that shit and um the more you see of it the more it fucks you up and annoys you and and um we reached a point where we thought oh man this this is this is a way to this is going into the and try to to put our feelings about that into a song you know and think that um we we as a band we really are for we really stand for a freedom of speech and equality you know and like treat everybody well and 
be cool to everyone. So that's that's basically our credo, and um, we um, yeah we spoke up against all the oppressive uh, regimes and things going on in the world. It's my favorite track on the album. I don't know if that's weird or not, but I love that track. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I really really like that track. Um, uh, I mean, the album works great with everything, the way it flows and everything. But I just I don't know. That was a kind of a standout track for me when I first listened to the record. I really like it. Um, and I love what it's about. That's fantastic. Uh, and let's see, uh, track cult. six, Cult. Cult, uh, yeah, Cult uh, has more of a death and roll vibe. Uh, it's another track, I'd say. I think, uh, when I listen to it, it makes me want to dance, but I'm a dancer, so I don't do that. And <laughs> um, lyrically, it, it deals with um, headhunters in like uh, South America and stuff. You know, like in the jungle sure. or in a, um, diff- different tribes of headhunters, you know, and they, they made these shrunken heads who originally had this, uh, I don't know, more spiritual or religious um, kind of thing going on as soon as the Western uh, discovered that they would have those shrunken heads for their homes just to put them on a shelf and and. Yeah, the, like the natives, they they found themselves where they could trade with, and uh, and another grotesque industry grew around. Oh wow! Um, as soon as there were no more heads to hunt, they started digging up corpses from the graves and stuff. It's you know people are people do busy stuff, and we like. I think that may be the most interesting lyrics of the song on the album. That's really cool. Uh, I think we have more interesting ones. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, shrunken we, head thing got me, man. Yeah. That's just really cool. I'm a big horror fan, so that's, that's really neat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hold on. It's, uh, we can... Con- it's uh, Moriba. Oh, it's yeah. about the Atlas moth. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. So the Atlas Moth—it's—it's uh, it's a huge, and um, as long as it's a caterpillar, it eats shit tons of everything. It, it just munches the whole time, and then after the transformation into a butterfly, it finds itself in the situation without any mouth parts. So the mouth is gone, uh, and it's it. He's supposed to live for two weeks. Cool. No, like... Ha Idiot. You can starve now. Oh, you were cutting out there. I couldn't hear you there for a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, let's, let's start with track seven sorry, again. I'm sorry. I'll, yeah, if you don't care, I apologize. I lost you. Easy. Easy, easy, easy. Okay, track seven, Moribund, uh, is about the Atlas moth, with, uh, which is uh, a huge butterfly, well, one of the largest butterflies we have. Right. And after the transformation from a caterpillar who eats all day to the butterfly, it loses. A, as a butterfly, it has no mouth parts. Oh wow! The mouth is gone. It cannot eat. Yeah, 
within two weeks. Um, that's his time to reproduce. Um, yeah, but it, it's no way that it's going to live longer because no food can uh, be consumed. And I think this is absolutely terrifying. Um, and I really hope that there's... Uh, I've never get reborn as a, a Atlas Moth caterpillar. That's horrible. That actually is really... I did not know that. That's bizarre. That's pretty... That's, it is bizarre. I mean, like, nature is full of bizarre shit. And this is, this is crude. Yeah, it's a cruel existence. Uh, talking about <laughs> creepy stuff. <laughs> the last of our songs on the record um, is uh, Frantic Redemption. I love that track. Uh, this is a story about a this is a story about a black bear um, that lived in the U.S. Uh, in the eighties, and um, he died from eating like cocaine worth of. 15 million dollars or something um, that he found in the forest you know there was this plane of drug dealers and they threw out those packages of cocaine uh-huh. um, for smuggling reasons and the bear found that stuff and ate all of it like 40 pounds or something it's a crazy amount and yeah a couple of minutes later he died by a, a stroke and heart attack and, and everything you know because obviously the body collapses and yeah, they, they found him in the woods, they cut him open, found this immense amount of cocaine inside his stomach. And then he got stuffed and he got sold over different um, uh, people. And uh, I think he's now standing in some mall somewhere in America. I don't know. Oh my with God. a sign around his neck <laughs> saying his name. It's like, I, I am Pablo Escobar. And, and there's, there's another plate with a, with a short uh, summary of, of his story. We came across that at some point in the tour bus, um, like two or three years ago, and areas, you know, Pablo Escobar, who comes up with that shit, and um, yeah, we we knew right away we have to make a song about that. This is so sick. I'm originally from Miami and growing up in the 80s, the cocaine thing, so that's interesting. I wonder if he's in a mall in Florida. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when you when you Google Pablo Escobar, uh, you will find him. You know, and and, and it says his his uh, actual location at the moment, and it's crazy. I mean, like fifteen million dollars cocaine, and he swallowed it in like I don't know five minutes or something. <laughs> My lord. So with the and I, I talked to you about before we started the interview. So I'm a big John Carpenter guy. So. First of all, are you are you the John Carpenter fan in the band, or, or how did you guys? Yes. Okay, and yes, what I am. is Escape from New York your favorite film that he did? Um, definitely one of my favorite films. Um, he has done other very very cool stuff, um, but uh, Escape from New York. I think it was the first John Carpenter film that I saw. Okay, as a kid. And it had a huge impact on me. I thought the whole atmosphere of the movie was so uh, was so dense and so depressive and, and um, so fucked up. And and then there was this this crazy soundtrack. I think like the main theme. It's so it's so eerie and haunting and and. Uh, uh, it has such a such a sinister atmosphere, and it really got stuck in my head for weeks. I couldn't get rid of it, and 
at some point I picked up a guitar because I wanted to learn how to play the guitar and one of the first things that I played on it was actually the melody of the of the main theme of uh, Escape from New York that's awesome and since that I, I always wanted to do something with that you know and I always thought like man I would not like to I would love to do a metal version of that like a really cool one but but somehow I never did it but I carried the the thing with me around for over 30 years you know and then always played that stuff on the guitar and then when we went into songwriting last year I just picked it up again and and recorded a demo trying out different stuff different guitar layers um, how we can approach this and then we worked this out and uh, we reached a point where we all thought oh man this is this is great and it, it, it sounds cool it's and it's it's our way to show respect to the genius work of John Carpenter and our love for the movie and um, also this year is the 40th anniversary of the movie so we thought this uh, this is a great moment to put stuff like that out and um and also i don't know somehow it really fits our record and and it's a great outro to our record and um yeah it, i i really like to hear it I, i'm very happy about how it turned out and i really hope that other people think the same way and i'm, I'm one of my one of my dreams would be that John Carpenter himself gets the chance to listen to it and and say something about it. I, I would, I'm really curious if he would like it or not. You know, maybe he's like, this sucks, you know, right. <laughs> fucking death metal version. Fuck off. But maybe, he'd, maybe he's like, oh, well, that's interesting. Never thought of that. You know, Stephen King's a big metal guy, but he would get a kick out of it. I know he likes metal stuff. He likes death metal stuff, yeah. too. Um, I don't know about John, but I tell you, I tell you what I can do. I'm actually friends with his son Cody. I can actually send him the track. You're kidding me. I'm dead serious. Fucking shit! Yeah, yeah. You want to hear what's crazy yeah. about Cody? Kind of hi, Cody, if you're listening. But what you'll get a kick out of is uh, Cody's mom is Adrian Barbeau. Ah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let him. I'll make sure that he gets to, to gets to hear it. I'll I'll send it to him. Make sure he lets Dad hear it. Uh, you know, because Cody and him worked together on that last Halloween movie. They did okay. the score together. So you know, and, and then Cody's in his live band. Uh, they did the, some touring. Unfortunately, I did not get to see it where John was. If you saw that a few years ago, John was actually touring, playing his scores and stuff from different films. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I didn't see the show, but I, I seen that he was on tour. Oh yeah, I didn't either, man. You know what's so weird about that? You know, I live in Florida, and you would think, you know, John's from Kentucky. You think he would tour in the South? Never even played Atlanta. You know, I could have at least drove. <laughs> it was all like on the West Coast, and I think the closest South he was was like New York. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so I didn't get to see him. Okay. But it would have been cool, but damn. Yeah, but man, if you can do that, I'll pass it along. Be my pleasure. Send me some feedback. Sure, that would be fucking awesome. Be my pleasure, man. I've never got to meet John. I've aggravated Cody via social media, and I met him through a friend of mine, uh, just a mutual friend that we have, and uh, we've never met in person. We've corresponded for a long time, so he puts out a lot of bizarre soundtrack stuff. I'll have to send you some of his stuff too. It's really bizarre. You probably dig it. It's all instrumental. Um, Yeah, great. Yeah, just send it over. I'm always curious to find out about new music. Awesome, it's, it's great. Well, let's let's talk Carpenter a second, if you don't mind. Uh, what what else? Sure. Do you, what's see my personal favorite thing, and a, a lot of people don't like. I love the fog. Uh, yeah, I love it. That's uh, one of the best horror movies ever. 
It's so good, man. And did yeah. you did you know Captain Blake? You know the main pirate in it. That's Rob Bottin, the makeup artist. Oh, really? It is. <laughs> yep. The, did, it, oh. Well, here's what was so funny about that. So Rob, because he needed Rob for like the makeup effects and stuff in the film, what little they did, you know. And then he ended up hiring Rob, and then Rob went on from that, and he did the thing with him. He did all the makeup and the thing for John. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, Another great movie. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Uh, my co-host's favorite movie is Christine. And I guess, you know, I, this is going to sound really awful, but I think my go-to movie of his, and I, I don't know what you think of this one, but I, I love Big Trouble in Little China. I don't know why I love that movie. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one in ages, oh, it's so I good. Remember well, it. the score, the soundtrack, you know, kind of like what you're talking about with Escape from New York, which fantastic soundtrack. Big Trouble's soundtrack is unbelievable. It's so good. Like, it's a lot of a lot of synth and a lot of keys, and it's just, ah, oh, I love it. You know, it's. I really have to watch this again. Uh, it's it's uh, that's that's too long ago. But I really like um, what I really like is Dark Star. Oh, Dark Star is great, man. That movie's so fucking that's good. Great. Oh, I love the Dark Star. Bomb, the <laughs> depressive bomb. I mean, like, uh, and this and this weird, uh, with this weird beach ball alien, you know, that looks so cheap. And then, I man, that that's uh, that that movie is so great. Love like weed smoking hippies in a in a so spacecraft great. and blowing up planets. I mean, how it, good can it get? Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. Fantastic movie. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. You know, I tell you one that that. I've, I've, it's been kind of a go-to for me during the pandemic over here. I really love Assault on Precinct 13. Um, which one is that? Uh, well, let me see. They're held. They're you held know, up they, in the yep. in the police station. Back in the you know back in the day, they they used to put completely different titles on the German. Like oh German shit! You're right. You're right. So I don't know. I don't no, know. I have a list here, and I can look it up. So it's um, actually. I've, it would be right after. It would be I right after Dark Star. It should be right after Dark Star. Yeah, right. I see. It's from '76, but I'm not sure if I've even seen that movie. You know what you're going to love about it? Amazing soundtrack. I man, I do. I really have to go through this. This is crazy, man. It's probably streaming yeah. somewhere. There's probably some way you could probably watch it streaming. I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah, whatever, you know, like Amazon Prime or something, they, they have all that stuff. It actually whatever. might be on there right now. I think I watched it on there a while back. Um, okay. But, dude, your, your track of Escape from New York is just, I, love, I, I I didn't mean to lead with that the second we started talking, but I was like, this guy likes John Carpenter. This is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you guys nailed it, man. You, you blew it out of the water. But um, he has like absolutely genius ones in there, and I mean, like, what do you think about Escape from LA? Did you like that? You know, okay. Here's the funny thing about that. I remember seeing it at the theater, and I and I thought it was cool, you know. Um, but it's grown on me over the years. I initially didn't really. I, I don't like it as much as I do Escape from New York, but it's grown on me. It's campy. It's kind of fun, you know. But I, it, as far as its predecessor, I would much rather watch Escape from New York, you know. Um, yeah, or the fog, or you know, and I, and not, I'll tell you another. I, and and again, I know he didn't direct this or anything, but I love the the score that he did for Halloween three. Halloween three, have I seen? Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Tom Atkins, yeah, with the Halloween mask or whatever, and the 
all that. No Michael Myers, you know. But I love the 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 score that John did for that movie. It's fucking rad. And they ended up using that score th- uh, like three years later in Maximum Overdrive, the Stephen King movie. They used it as part of the score for that. So John's score got bounced in two films. <laughs> Sick. That's another movie. If you've never seen Maximum Overdrive with Emilio Estevez, that's a great movie. About the possessed okay. trucks. It's like possessed trucks at a truck stop running over and killing people. Okay. It's like yeah. a, com- a comet pla- uh, passes through like our our planet and then all the uh, all the trucks, like there's nobody driving them. They're all just like, the machines are like possessed and killing people. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a great plot, though. It's fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. But, man, I tell you what, this record is fantastic. I can't say enough about Mount Carcass. And, guys, it comes out April 16th on Metal Blade. And it is fucking absolutely a pleasure to talk to you today, man. This has been a lot of fun. I had fun talking with you. I love talking to John Carpenter. I can do it all the time. You should rename your blog to John Carpenter Worshipping or something. <laughs> I think, well, anybody who's been listening to us, we've been around since 2016. I think they probably know at this point Dr. West is obsessed with John Carpenter. <laughs> if they haven't, they've never listened to this podcast. <laughs> but, hey, I wanted to ask you, too, um, have you guys ever played in the U.S.? Because I... No. Okay. No, we have Actually, the last time that I set uh, foot on uh, U.S. soil was in, uh, I think it's 1999 or 2000 or something. So it was before 9-11. Okay. So, when it was still super easy to travel over. Sure. And, um, yeah, that was the last time that I was in the U.S. and I didn't have had the chance to get there after that because, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Hopefully you guys can make it over sometime. Maybe maybe Maryland Death Fest where y'all could be like showcased or something, do something like that, or maybe hop on a tour. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, like, I think first of all we have really have to get rid of this stupid pandemic, uh, uh, which is annoying the shit out of us all. Sure. And um, yeah, we try to get some uh, more touring uh, going for Europe uh, next year. And uh, but man, as soon as somebody books a tour for us in the U.S., I'm the first one sitting on the plane. You know, just I would love to go there. Oh, it would be it'd be great to have you guys over here. Like it said, and, and I realize it's it's hard, and this pandemic has fucked up so many tours for so many bands, and it's it's just yeah. ugh, it's just it's getting old. Like it's it's bad. I have like a really bad like. Um, immune disorder, so I have to be real careful every time I go out. I got to wear a mask and gloves some places, and I just have to be real careful. Yeah. It scares me half to death, but but hopefully, yeah. that stuff will end and then they can get this stuff going, get bands out there. Yeah, you know, I think <clears throat> I think you're pretty good ahead with the vaccine stuff uh, in the U.S., right? Because over here it's super slow. Like in Germany, it's it's moving very very slow with the vaccines. It's annoying, you know. Just it's slower here than they're probably telling you. I know, at least in Florida, it is. It's very slow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad people are getting it and everything, and I'm glad it's out there. But yeah, I'm just still, I'm in blonde like everybody else. You just wait, and you know. Um, yeah. It's it's also been kind of weird depending on where you live in the U.S. about how they distribute it. So that's crazy. Um, who knows? Well, I mean, it's, it's a super large country, you know. So sure, absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick too before I let you go. So, what else? 
any other do you do you like any other horror stuff or is it just did you just like i mean do you do you watch horror stuff or sure of course uh, i watch a lot of horror stuff um um like the, the first horror, horror movie that i ever watched was uh, nightmare on Elm street oh so i was good. i was super young i was totally underage i think i was like 11 or something and um i i was uh, at my cousin's and and he was way older than me and uh he was a wild metal guy you know and he really didn't uh, he wasn't very uh, carefully uh, with treating kids, you know. So I was his super young cousin, and he just gave me a beer and threw in this this uh, cassette, you know, like, oh, let's watch a movie. And we watched Nightmare on End Street, and it scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> and I couldn't sleep for a week. And I think also it was the first time I was drunk, and that was. Yeah, that was super crazy, and I had a hard time explaining to my parents like why I was so scared at night. Um, but somehow, it, you know, it was still fascinating, and I totally got hooked uh, by this whole uh, horror genre. And I watched like uh, countless horror movies after that, and I really enjoy that, and I love the the thrill of it. And um, yeah, uh, I didn't, like with since I'm growing older, I'm. I'm they don't need to be super gory anymore, you know, um, but more on the, uh, I don't know, on the psychic level, they, I love that kind of horror a sure. little more nowadays. But yeah, there's good stuff out there. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> to end with this kind of, <clears throat> the first, have you ever, I think it was my favorite, it's the last good movie I think John did, Go to go back to Carpenter. Have you seen In the Mouth of Madness? Seen that. Check that one out. It's from like ninety okay. five, oh, I think. Hold on. It's with uh, Sam Neill. Yeah, yeah, the Sam Neill thing. Yeah, I watched it in the in the theater. Actually. Oh, yeah, right. That was the last good movie I think John did. Like, I love that fucking movie. I thought that movie was cool. The Cthulhu shit and all that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I think that there was this. What was the other that? He did a vampire movie. Uh, yeah, later. that was um, that was that was the one he did after that. Yeah, did you like that one? I thought I, I haven't watched it since then. I mean, it's like twenty years ago, sure, or something. But sure. um, I think it was cool. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I was just yeah, it's like, vampires, stoned yeah. or whatever. You know, but yeah, vampires. Okay, yeah, really. You know, some of those movies I haven't seen in decades now, and I really have to rewatch them to just remember everything and I, I don't know sometimes you watch an old movie you know that re you remember to being super awesome and then you watch it again and it bores the shit out of you <laughs> oh my god you know or vice versa you know it can be can be anything so I really I remember that I that I liked it at that point and I thought it was kind of cool but maybe maybe it's shit I don't know <laughs> it was, it's not, it's okay but <clears throat> I'm telling you you gotta rewatch Big Trouble in Little China man that's my favorite that movie's so good yeah I really have to I'm yeah. telling you the soundtrack I, is just fantastic I already have it in my watch list on Netflix uh, cause it keeps popping up oh yeah I really have to watch this again but somehow I always picked another uh, one before that you know ah, first I gotta watch this first I gotta watch this right. but yeah now, now that we're talking uh, yeah I promise I'll watch it Absolutely, man. Well, look, thank you so much for doing this today. Guys, Mount Carcass comes out April 16th on Metal Blade. Ben from Inseeker. Sir, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate your time.
Man, thank you for having me. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for taking the time. It was awesome. It was great talking. Your skull, devour you